It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson. I work as a minister at the Kearney Church of Christ in beautiful Kearney, Missouri, and we would sure like to welcome you at any time you might be in the area. Uh, we meet 9.30 for Sunday mornings for Bible study, 10.30 for worship, and uh, you can learn all about the church by going to kearneychurch.com. Love to have you. All right, uh, if you may have questions or comments about what I do here, uh, every Thursday evening and every Sunday evening, try to bring a lesson from God's Word, if at all possible. Uh, Thursday nights is at uh, uh, six p or seven p.m. and and of course Sunday evenings is at six p.m. And if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, you can leave comments in the comment section, and I'll do my best to respond. Or you may, uh, if you're listening through some other means, radio or through uh, a podcast, you can reach out and call me at eight one six six eight six nine five one seven. That's eight one six six eight six nine five one seven. Uh, keep in mind, I'm in the central time zone, so I don't, uh, I've gotten phone calls before it, uh, pretty early in the morning, so I'd appreciate that if you keep that in mind. Also, you can email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Uh, either way, either means you choose to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, we are going to continue this evening on uh, a series I started before about the Holy Spirit. And the last time when we talked about the Holy Spirit, we talked about uh, how the, the Holy Spirit was part of the Godhead, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and that he was his own entity. Uh, you know, he, there's three separate entities that make up the Godhead, and he's one of them. And we discussed that, and we looked at scriptures. And so we're going to continue on this evening talking about the Holy Spirit. And this time we're going to talk about what I believe is his predominant work. So many times people get caught up in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, the, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and they lose sight of the overall picture. And the overall picture is, is exactly what, what was the Holy Spirit trying to accomplish. And that's what we're going to talk about this evening. We're going to talk about the inspiration of the Scriptures. Now, why is that important? Well, the scriptures are very important. It's important that they come from God because according to 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 14, that is that is how we're called. We are called through the gospel. And, of course, we know from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, no man comes to the Father without faith. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's important then to be able to go to the scriptures and to be able to learn this. Now, we have to understand how God chose to do things as well. God, God chose that his call through the gospel would be performed by our preaching, by those believers who uh, took up the cause of Christ and, and went out and, and, and preached Jesus. And we read that in Colossians 1.21. It says, For that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, and it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so preaching is very, very important, especially when the one doing the preaching realizes that he is strictly uh, prohibited from 
preaching things other than the word of God, according to 1 Peter 4.11, whoever speaks, he is to speak as the oracles of God. And so it's important then that we understand that God's word has a purpose, and it is to bring about salvation for man, and that uh, if we play a part in that, it's it's not our word that's going to do the, the, the saving. Uh, the, the saving's going to be done because of the word of God that has been manifested to man by the Holy Spirit. And so that's why it's important then to understand that uh, the uh, scriptures make that claim. Uh, constantly throughout the, the scriptures, there's the claim made that they are inspired. In other words, the Holy Spirit guided men to write the words down in the Bible, the Old and New Testament, maybe the Bible that you may even have in your hands right now, that Bible has been recorded uh, and the words written down by inspiration. And so it's really kind of neat to think about because uh, 1 Corinthians 2 says that uh, uh, the Spirit searched out the mind of God to find out the these, these truths and then made it evident to, to man. And so we understand then that the will of God has been revealed to us uh, originally by the Spirit who revealed it to his apostles who recorded it for us. And so it's important then we understand that because that's important. I mean, that's vital. If we don't have the scriptures, we have no way of being able to have access with God. We got to have the scriptures. That's how important it is. And that was the predominant job of the of the Holy Spirit was to make sure that man had those scriptures revealed to him. Now, we are going to talk, as I said before, about the Holy Spirit being ins uh, inspiring the Old and the New Testaments, and we're going to start off with the Old Testament and show how that was inspired uh, in the same way that the uh, New Testament is inspired. Let's look at uh, one passage, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. This is a good one. No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Again, that's talking about inspiration. No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. In other words, these things that we read about in the Old Testament as well as the New, uh, these things, are, they come from God. And uh, they, weren't, they weren't originating from man's mind, as some people like to say. Uh, this, this came from God. And again, it was revealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, I like this passage, Matthew chapter 22 and verses 31 through 32. We won't go through the whole passage, but what he's talking about is the, uh, uh, he's talking to the Sadducees. And if you remember the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They didn't believe in life after death. That's why they were sad, you see. Pharisees believed in life after death and they were fair, you see. That's, that's the old saying, how, the, how you tell the difference between a Sadducee and a Pharisee. Both were Jewish sects in the Jewish nation during the time of Christ. And they had asked him a question, again, trying to trick him up. And in Matthew 22, 31 through 32, notice what Jesus, and we're only going to look at this verse because it, it's so telling. He says, as for the resurrection of the dead, again, talking to the, the Sadducees, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the, the living. You know, I know of two times where that was said. 
And one was the burning bush with Moses. And I, you know, off the top of my head, I, I know I read it, but I can't re recall the other one, but it's, it's back there too. So at the time, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, a long time uh, that the Sadducees are, you know, they, they came along a lot later than, than Moses. And, but notice what, what Jesus said. Have you not read what was said to you by God? Man, that's just telling. He's saying, look, <laughs> you know, it may, when you read it, you may think it's being said to Moses at the burning bush, but it applied to you because God is saying, uh, you know, I said this to you. I said this to you. And he says, have you not read, meaning the scriptures? So he's talking about the Holy Scriptures, and it was said to them by God. How was that done? Again, through the, the Holy Spirit. That's that's how it was recorded. And so it's it's quite revealing when you look at it like this. You can't help then but think about the things in the New Testament and what Jesus would say to us today. Have you not read what was said to you, you know, in the book of Galatians or in the book of Ephesians or, or something like that? Have you not read what was said to you by God? It would apply in the same way it applied to the Sadducees. So I like this passage. It's a pretty revealing passage. Now, of course, there were those that make up the Old Testament that, uh, again, uh, we read about how they were inspired. One of them was uh, uh, David. It said in 1 Samuel 16, 13, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. Uh, and, of course, there's there's two other passages make mention of this. After he was visited by Nathan because of his sin with Bathsheba, uh, he had this psalm that he he written, and he was very concerned about, uh, as you can tell, losing the Holy Spirit. He said, cast me not, in Psalms 51.11, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. So uh, here David is even admitting, yes, I have the Holy Spirit. And then Acts 1.16, uh, this is when uh, the, the apostles, before you know, they were inspired, uh, they, were, they realized that the scripture had to be fulfilled and um, uh, Judas had to be replaced. But notice how they say that. They said, brothers, the scriptures had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas. The Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David. And so that goes to show you exactly when you're reading Psalms and these other things that David says, you have to understand he was doing this by the Holy Spirit. And so it's recorded for us uh, as inspiration. I mean, it's, it's recorded as being the, the words of God. And, and that's, you know, that, that should be pretty important to all of us. In Numbers 27 and verse 18, Moses was told by the Lord to uh, take Joshua, and uh, he said that uh, the Spirit was in him. And so that was quite revealing to find one. And I can go on and on. There's just so many characters. Uh, in Nehemiah 9.20, when they, all the Israel was gathered, they were hearing the word of the Lord. They were being told and reminded you know, about their sin at Mount Sinai when they made the golden calf and they were going to have the golden calf be their God and lead them back into Egypt. And, of course, we understand later about uh, uh, it's in the writing where it makes reference to the 
the wilderness wanderings because of their sin that the 12 spies. But uh, notice what he says. He goes, you gave your good spirit to instruct them, speaking of the Israelites, and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. So they, they were being taught uh, by, by the spirit. And of course, when we read it, we understand that Moses was the one that was revealing God's truth to them. And so we understand that Moses was inspired. Uh, you gave your good spirit to instruct them. I mean, that's exactly how they received their instruction. Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, known as the Pentateuch, and uh, he was an inspired uh, man. And so, again, these, the, those books are inspired. First Samuel chapter 10. Uh, this is when... Um, King Saul, before he was actually made king, when he was on his way, I, I preached on this not long ago, but uh, Saul was a young man. He was out looking for the donkeys. He went to see Samuel the prophet to find out where the donkeys were. And, of course, when he got to Samuel, Samuel let him know that the Lord wanted him to be king and that he would also be made a, a prophet. And uh, that's what he tells him in verse 6. He says, the spirit of the Lord will rush upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. So again, this is just another biblical character showing that as he led Israel, he was uh, inspired. That didn't mean he was always going to be obedient, but uh, that his will was not being, uh, you know, it, he still had the free will choice of what he was going to do. And of course, we know he got in trouble because of his sin, but needless to say, he was inspired. And so we see that all throughout the Old Testament. That's why I throw this in here. All throughout the Old Testament, we read these scriptures showing different ones who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's been recorded for us. And so we can go and we know then that the Old Testament uh, has been inspired by God. Now think about that. That means it originated in the mind of God. And it was, it was written down for us. And so that should that should really uh, have a lot of bearing on all our lives. We shouldn't be just casting the word aside and using the Bible as some type of uh, uh, leveling device for a coffee table. You know, a coffee table sometimes one leg's longer than the other. People, you know, you've heard people using a Bible to to get the legs straight. Well, that shouldn't happen, and the Bible shouldn't be dusty either. Uh, you need to be using your, your Bible, especially Old and New Testament. So let's go ahead and go on to the New Testament now. In John 14, 26, Jesus told his disciples, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. That was the promise that he told his uh, future apostles, his disciples, that the Holy Spirit was going to come to them and he was going to be the one to teach them and bring all things to remembrance. So that's that's an important verse. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, uh, now this passage really, it, it, it pertains to the limited commission, which he sent them out on, but it also pertains to the great commission we read about in Matthew chapter 28. But Jesus was giving instructions to his disciples as they were on the limited commission. They were going out to, to basically learn what they're going to have to do later on in the Great Commission. And he says, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour, 
for it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Now, this was before they even had the spirit in them. They weren't inspired as of yet, but uh, that's what's going to be the case. It would be the spirit of your father, the Holy Spirit, speaking through you. And of course, we have all these epistles written by uh, the apostles. And so we understand that uh, after they were inspired, that that's, that's the word of God that's being manifested to man. Now in Acts chapter 1 and, and verse 8, uh, when Jesus was ascending to the fathers, uh, he says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Remember, that's what he had promised them. And you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's the Great Commission right there. If you go back and look at the Great Commission, they were to take the gospel to the whole world. And so when the Holy Spirit come upon them, uh, they were going to preach. They were going to take, remember, it was the foolishness of preaching that the Lord was going to use to be able to save man. He had to get that message out there. And the apostles were going to do that, and the Holy Ghost was going to enable them to be able to perform that most important task. All right. First Peter 1, 10 and through 12. I love this passage because it, it just contains so much in it with the old and the new. Let's just go ahead and read it, and we'll start making comments on it. He says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours search and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Now he's talking about the prophets of old. We're talking about the Old Testament prophets. And they wanted to know about Jesus and these sufferings. That's what they were searching for. And uh, uh, they were inquiring of the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that was in them, and uh, who was predicting these things. So, I mean, this was, this was what was being revealed to them. As it goes to show how they were inspired in the Old Testament. He goes on to say it was revealed to them, these uh, people who were searching. So that's that's inspiration right there. The Holy Spirit revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that they have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which the angels long to look. Okay. Who was the one who preached the good news? Now we're talking about the gospel. Gospel, good news. Who is it that preached the gospel to them? But it was the apostles. And so they did this by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. In other words, these men were inspired. This is what Peter's writing about. He's saying that these people in the Old Testament, these prophets were inspired, and the ones who were doing the preaching in the New Testament that God chose, they, they were inspired as well. And uh, so Peter here, he's one of them. He was an apostle. He was inspired. And uh, we have his epistles uh, written so that we can know exactly what the Holy Spirit wanted to be revealed. First Corinthians chapter 2 tells us how, as we've already made mention earlier, of how this inspiration took place. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 says, 9 through 13, As it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. 
These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Now think about this. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying to the Corinthians. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God, and we impart this, that's that's Paul's teaching, we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. That's right. Yeah. So what he's saying is, when you read the book of 1 Corinthians, <laughs> you're, you're reading an inspired text. When you read 2 Corinthians, you're reading an inspired text. All of these uh, books have come from God by the Holy Spirit, and it's been revealed to those who taught. But all the credit goes to the Holy Spirit. He's the one who searched out the mind of God. He's the one who revealed it to the apostles. The apostles did the teaching as they were guided by the Holy Spirit. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with a pretty sacred book. We have a book from God that contains his desires for man. How important is that to you? You would think it'd be very important. Everybody always wants to talk to God, but they never want to read their Bibles. You ever notice that? Everybody wants to talk to God. They talk about seeing God. They talk about hearing from God, but they never want to listen to what the Bible says. Now, why is that when God is speaking to them through the scriptures? That is something that's hard to comprehend. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture, that's old and new is breathed out by God. That means inspired. That's what the inspiration is. It's breathed out and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. So in other words, if you want to stand before Jesus on the throne and on that last day when you are being judged, all you have to do is learn these scriptures and obey them and you'll be complete and you'll be approved. That's that's all that the Lord's looking for. That's all that he expects from you is what is contained in the scriptures. Very important point. All right. This is the point that I think really hits home for me. I don't know how true this is. I, I would think I would think it's pretty close. I've never counted them, but I heard it said that in the old and new testaments, the inspiration claim through direct or indirect is, is nearly 4,000 times. In other words, the, the claim in the Bible that the very words that make up the Bible are inspired uh, through some means of communication, as I said before, through inference or through a direct uh, a statement or, or uh, through some type of, uh, of uh, reference or whatever, 4,000 times you can go to it and find different passages that lead you to the conclusion that this scripture is inspired. And I believe that because I prepared this lesson and I had more than a passage. I could have put a whole lot more verses up here and uh, 
uh, there's many, many I left out, but I mean, there was many, many more that, you know, it, I was just surrounded by so many. So I, I don't know how many times the scriptures make that claim, but I would say 4,000 times for me as a student of God's word, I, I think that's believable. But now let's think about something a minute. And I heard somebody explain this once to me, and I want to carry it one step further than the way they explained it. Let's just say you're a child. You're playing upstairs in your room with a neighbor child. And that neighbor child goes downstairs to get a drink of water. Or I don't know, whatever. You know, it could have been anything. Maybe he had to go downstairs to use the restroom. That reason doesn't matter. But he comes back upstairs and he says, your mother said to tell you that dinner was ready and you need to come downstairs and eat. Okay, that's one time. Now, the boy may believe his friend. He may not. But you would think, you know, he might go to the top of the stairs and yell down, Mom, <laughs> is dinner ready? You know, to verify it. You'd think he would, right? But in this case, imagine the mother sending 4,000 kids up to the room with that same message. The dinner's ready. You better come eat. Think about that. 4,000 times they're sending that child a message that dinner is ready. And what if he just discounted them all? Well, would he have any excuse if he went downstairs and uh, later on and found out that his mother had already thrown the dinner out, washed the dishes? No, he wouldn't have any excuse at all. And so when you go to Romans 1, you can see when God talks about the disobedient, he says about them, they are without excuse. Because over and over again in the scriptures, God is saying these scriptures are inspired. You better take a look at them. But yet man forsakes that duty and doesn't even begin to pursue what is in the scriptures uh, as the revelation of the mind of God. And so if a mother would be justified throwing dinner out, is not the father justified in sending those who do not listen to his word to everlasting torment. They had the opportunity to, to be saved if they had listened to the message of the Bible and the Lord over and over and over again said, you better listen, you better listen. In this case, nearly 4,000 times, maybe more. You better be listening to what is written in the scriptures. They are inspired. They come from me. That's my word but people don't listen. We need to be careful about that. You need to think twice about how you view the Bible because it is the revealed will of God for you. Just as Jesus said that to the Sadducees, he can say it to us as well. This is God's revealed will to you. And he speaks to you today through those scriptures. You can't trust your feelings. You can't, you can't trust a pastor or some religious leader. You can't trust anyone except the scriptures. That's what you have to trust. Not even Uncle Joe. <laughs>
You can't trust Uncle Joe. Not with something that's so important. Listen, if you lose your soul, you've lost everything there is. Don't lose that. Uh, don't don't lose that. Okay, that's all I got for you this evening. Hope it's been beneficial to you. Uh, if you are ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, I would hope that you would uh, come look us up. We are at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. And as I said before, we meet at 930 for Bible study, 1030 for worship. And you can learn all about the church by going to CarneyChurch.com. Now, if you like this lesson and you want to hear more like that, tune to KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And you can hear a lesson just like this one on the radio. If you are outside the Kearney area, you can either download their, uh, their KPGZ's app and you can stream it on your device, or you can probably stream it on whatever device you're used to streaming on uh, because it's, it's there. Now, if you want to hear this lesson in podcast form, uh, it's on Spotify. And if you have a platform that you like to listen to and I'm not on it, uh, let me know and I'll try to get on it. But uh, these lessons are on Spotify and you can tune in and, and it'll be downloaded. This lesson will be put on uh, probably this evening. and You'll be able to hear this lesson uh, at your leisure or you'll be able to share it with others. I want to tell you about an internet show called Berean Spirits. Me and two other preachers get together every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. And uh, we have a Bible study. We try to study a different topic every week. We talk about it like uh, the Bereans in uh, Acts 17. And so if you'd like to join us, you can uh, uh, go to uh, the Berean uh, Spirits app in uh, the Carney website and press on that. That'll take you right where you need to go. And you can make comments in the comment section and as we're having our live study. And we may use that on the air. Now, if you want to watch it and uh, uh, as a delayed uh, show, that's left on YouTube and Facebook as well. You can watch that. And it's also on podcast form. So you can listen to it on there. Okay. That's all I got for you this evening. Um, I'll try to come to you again this Thursday at 7 p.m. Until then, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.